I tripped on my own candy trail. Hello, and welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Matt. Now, before Amy and I dive into Season 2 of Adventure Time, I wanted to talk to you for a few minutes about a miniseries from 2014 that fans of Adventure Time might like. Around 2015, a friend from work may or may not have given me a flash drive with some shows and movies that he knew I'd probably be into. And one of the files was a 10-episode miniseries, Over the Garden Wall. Before that point, I'd never heard of it, and it was a couple weeks before I gave it a shot. And I'm glad that I did. The series was co-created by Katie Krentz and Patrick McHale. Now, if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you'll recognize McHale's name as one of the writers from Adventure Time. In fact, there are a few names in Over the Garden Wall credits that you might recognize from that show, namely Pendleton Ward, who's one of the writers, and Colin Dean, the voice of Gregory, who also voiced Finn's arch-nemesis, the boy named Tiffany. As you probably know, I love that character. Each installment of this 10-episode series was about 10 or 11 minutes, much like Adventure Time. It garnered two Primetime Emmy Awards, Outstanding Animated Program and Outstanding Individual Achievement in Animation, which went to its production designer, Nick Cross. And without getting into much spoiler territory, here's the basic synopsis. The series follows two half-brothers, Wirt and Greg, voiced by Elijah Wood and Colin Dean, who become lost in a strange forest called the Unknown. In order to find their way home, the two must travel across the seemingly supernatural forest with the occasional help of the wandering, mysterious, and elderly Woodsman, voiced by Doc Brown himself, Christopher Lloyd, and Beatrice, voiced amazingly by Melanie Linsky, an irritable bluebird who travels with the boys in order to find a woman called Adelaide, who can supposedly undo the curse on Beatrice and her family and show the half-brothers the way home. Wirt, the older brother, is a worry-prone teenager who would rather keep to himself than have to make a decision. His three passions are the clarinet, poetry, and an interior design, but he keeps this private, out of fear of being mocked. On the other hand, Greg, the young brother, who is, I have to say, one of the funniest cartoon characters I've ever seen, is all about play and being carefree, much to Wirt's chagrin and the danger to himself and others. Greg always carries a frog around with him whose name is undetermined, and who can communicate only through singing. Stalking the main characters is the Beast, an ancient creature who leads lost souls astray until they lose hope and willpower and turn into Edelwood trees. Going anywhere beyond that's going to be pretty spoiler-heavy territory, so unlike the usual format where we do like a scene-by-scene breakdown of Adventure Time episodes, I feel like a lot of people haven't seen this, and I'd really like people to, to venture out and, uh, you know, give it a go. So I'll do a short synopsis of the first episode, and if it sounds like your thing, it's on Hulu, and I strongly recommend it. Now, this show is loaded with symbolism and covers themes of life and death, and it takes literary inspiration from the likes of Dante's Inferno as well as some possible other sources. But instead of boring you to death with all that, <laughs> like the metaphors and everything, which there's a lot to unpack, uh, let's just get into it. So, episode one of Over the Garden Wall, The Old Grist Mill. So each episode of the series opens with a frog playing a piano and singing. And during the title sequence, we see an upset girl sitting with her dog in the woods as a bird flies behind them. A cat on a chariot being pulled by turkeys. A circus with some seriously weird stuff going on. Some very old-fashioned toys. An old man looks at the portrait of a woman by candlelight as a shadowy figure passes by. A lady cuts a thread of string. Two kids wind up a toy boat and set it down a river. Another lady stands in a tunnel lined with human bones. A fish goes fishing. A rock with a goofy face painted on it sits in some grass and is picked up by what looks like a kid's hands, and a girl looks to the forest as an old man chops wood. Confusing? You bet it is. So at the beginning of the first episode, a narrator talks about a place few have ever seen called The Unknown, where long-forgotten stories are revealed to those who travel through the woods. This brings us to our heroes, a teenager named Wirt and his little brother Gregory. Wirt looks like he's wearing a red wizard cap, and Gregory wears an upside-down tea kettle as a hat. 
Gregory's going on what sounds like random, unconnected words, and says that it's a list of the worst names for the frog he's carrying. Wirt interrupts him when he realizes they're totally lost in the freaky-looking forest, and starts freaking out. Gregory, ever the optimist, suggests they leave a trail of the candy he has stuffed in his pants. But Wirt would rather go mopey and emo about his lost love, and they hear some chopping and Wirt wonders if it's a murderer with an axe. Gregory just runs toward the sound, all willy-nilly. Now they find an older guy wearing colonial-looking clothes chopping wood, and consider following him when he leaves. A girl's voice offers to help them out. It turns out she's a bird. Now Wirt slaps himself and asks what's going on. Gregory responds with, well, you're slapping yourself and I'm answering your question. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now Wirt is naturally flabbergasted with the talking bird. Meanwhile, Gregory is putting a bow tie on a turtle and in the commotion, the old man finds them asking what they're doing. The bird takes off. Now the old man tells the boys these woods are dangerous and that the beast is afoot. He leads them to a homestead he found abandoned and explains that he repurposed its mill for his own needs. By the way, this is the guy that's voiced by Doc Brown himself, Christopher Lloyd. And he does a fantastic job, of course. And a fun fact, both he and Elijah Wood were both in Back to the Future Part 2. Yes, Elijah Wood was in Back to the Future 2, see if you can find him in there. Anyway, he offers the boys to stay as long as they need. As he says this, Gregory keeps dropping candy for the trail. Bert asks the man what he does here, and the old man tells him that everyone has a torch to burn, and this one is mine. He pats a lantern and tells him that he has to keep it lit. This is my lot in life. This is my burden. He uses the mill to grind wood down to an oil to keep the lantern lit. Wirt whispers to Gregory that this guy sounds nuts and that they should probably knock him out and make a break for it. Of course, Gregory tells the guy straight up, and his response is like, All right, kids, do what you want, but I'm warning you about the beast. So he heads outside to do work. Wirt gets mopey again and lays on the couch, drifting farther away from where I want to be. Who I want to be. Gregory's response is, Did you know that if you soak a raisin in grape juice, it turns into a grape? It's a rock fact. He whips out the painted rock we saw in the title sequence. By the way, It's a Rock Fact is one of the lines I've been annoying Amy with for years now, and I love it so much. It's, it's a recurring thing in the show. So realizing his brother is no help at all, Wirt tells him to go play with his frog. Gregory's like, where is that old frog o' mine? He wanders out the door, but not before spraying the floor with pants candy. He looks around for the frog dubbed Kitty and falls into a barrel on top of the frog. He hears a low growl and looks up to find a rabid dog with two huge glowing eyes peering in. So Gregory's chased into the house, and the old man offers to help again, but Gregory knocks him out. Wirt's like, what are you doing? And Gregory says, wasn't that your plan? So the dog turns on Wirt, and they make a run for it with some candy camouflage. They realize the dog likes candy and probably followed Gregory's trail to the mill. Wirt leads them onto the roof and tells Gregory to give the dog more candy. He throws the last piece of it off the roof, and the dog follows it, getting ground up by the mill. This makes the dog puke up the bow tie turtle, transforming him back into a normal dog that Gregory dubs his new best friend. But the dog takes off and he says, ain't that just the way? Again, online I say constantly. The old man finds the mill destroyed and is obviously distraught. Wirt's like, at least we took care of the beast. And the man says, the dog is not the beast. He goes on a tangent about the horrors of the beast and Wirt tells Gregory he screwed up. The old man says Wirt has it backwards. As the elder child, Wirt is responsible for both himself and his little brother. He tells the boys to go north and to find a town. He warns them to beware of the unknown and the beast. It is their burden to bear. His last word of advice is to Gregory. Little one, you look after that frog. Give it a proper name. And as the brothers walk through the woods, Gregory decides he'll name his frog Wirt. And to avoid confusion, he'll call his brother Kitty. And Wirt says, well, maybe I'll call you Candy Pants. And in each of the remaining nine installments of the series, the brothers are introduced to a different and often dark fairy tale setting, each with its own lesson. Now, I can't recommend the show enough. The animation style is incredible. It's got this great looming feeling of Halloween season over it, which I'm just crazy about. 
And I absolutely recommend it to anybody who's a fan of Adventure Time or Steven Universe or any of those brand of Cartoon Network awesomeness. And before signing off, I want to read a little bit of listener feedback we got from Nickname Jim L. on Apple Podcasts. He gave us a five-star review titled Algebraic. And he said, I love this podcast. I had an extremely emotional attachment to Adventure Time, so much so that I haven't watched the last season because I don't want it to be over. Matt and Amy have an obvious passion for the show and can help fans such as myself appreciate the adventure even more. If you want to be reminded of the fantastic, emotional, and artistic journey that is Adventure Time, I highly recommend this podcast. Also, Matt and Amy, you could probably talk about anything. It would put a smile on your face. They're great. Oh, thanks a lot, Jim L. We appreciate the feedback so much. And we are just floored by how much positivity we've gotten from everybody. It's just, oh, it's amazing. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve you. But anyway, until next time, this was Matt. And have a fantastic night.